everyone. Welcome to the podcast this week. Hi, guys. Welcome to another week of Romance and Color. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Your place for real inclusive love. I hope you all had an amazing weekend. Uh, Keeney, how was your weekend? The weekend was good. It was a little busier than I like because I like a low-key weekend. Mm-hmm, <laughs> but every mm-hmm. now and then, you know, I got to be sociable. And I, I enjoyed lunch with um, a friend of mine from work. Him and his wife hosted me. And it was really, oh, really nice. lovely. Yeah, I went to their home. He's an Orthodox Jewish man. And we've oh. just really d- struck up this really wonderful friendship. <laughs> and it's funny because we started off kind of like with beef at work. You know, he's a, he's a <laughs> I'm a doctor. Uh-huh. <laughs> so we like this little professional beef and all this we kind of in meetings it was just like tension and then we just kind of talked it through and over the last I would say about two years we are like the best of friends he is like a, he's about 66 like I said white Jewish male <laughs> married for 39 years and me mm. and we are just so close and he's preparing <laughs> to retire and I oh. think he's feeling kind of like he doesn't want our you know our little friendship to end and stuff so he invited me to dinner and we I mean to lunch and we planned it out and oh, then nice. him and his wife and she cooked these wonderful meals and it was just a nice experience and it just showed me sometimes you have to step outside your comfort zone and your own kind of cultural familiarity mm-hmm. and do something different because I was a little anxious like me and him you know we talked about I said well I usually bring a little hostess gift and what and so obviously I'm not going to bring food because they keep kosher and there's like a lot of right, 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 what right, day right. this and that so I was like and not, and you can't bring wine because they only mm-hmm. can bring certain wines so I was like well maybe I should mm-hmm. bring a lot but he was like please don't bring anything just yourself and we had a really, really great time, and my son had a play date around the corner, so I had dropped him off. So it, it was a really fun weekend, dog oh, park nice. with DJ. Yeah, so it was a good weekend, a very filled weekend. I'm looking forward mm. to relaxing this coming weekend Wonderful. And, and stuff. Yes. What Wonderful. about you? How was your I think weekend? my weekend was fairly chill. I okay. really didn't do too much. Um, we're getting our patio and stuff together nice. and so we're trying to you know design it out plan it out and, and we're ordering a few things and then just a little bit of um, gardening um, a little bit more gardening um, but I didn't really do too much I just kind of kind of chilled um, yeah and then I think we went out to to dinner or something like that um, yeah because Jay had an event um, that morning Saturday morning but that's about it. And then Sunday yeah. I had a, a sorority thing. So it was it was very, very oh, okay. chill. Yeah, yeah. It. Super, super okay. chill. Also, people really got a kick out last week about um BJ and his um mindfulness. <laughs> about we kicked off our little mental health segment uh talking about self-care and mm-hmm. part of the self-care was bj's you know his mindfulness oh so, my which goodness. i think is super super cute but yeah <laughs> we talked about in the hot topics we talked about golda rocheville and her um coming out as and mm-hmm. being a lesbian actor and, and, yeah. and her kind of trials and tribulations shawnee o'neill's wedding special that's coming mm-hmm. uh rumors about you know, Peter and Giselle, and also um, Jesse and Jesse Williams. We talked extensively about Jesse Williams. Yes, and we did. <laughs> and we do have an update for that in Hot Topics this week. Um, and watching romance, <laughs> we talked about uh, This Is Us, 
Blood Sisters on um, Netflix, Bling Empire, and Revenge Best Served Chill on Lifetime. Um, in Reading Romance, I talked about It Takes a Villa by my mentor, Kilby Blaze. I hope you all picked that up. Uh, but it was a wonder, it's a wonderful, wonderful book. Um, but yeah, you can't eat what's going on in hot topics. I know it's been kind of slow, but you know. Yeah, it's been a little bit slow. It's been a little bit slow. There's a couple of little things. I feel like, you know, this week, as we all know, the news was really dominated by, you know, mm-hmm. the very tragic um, mass shooting that took place in Buffalo, New York. <sighs> yeah, so yeah. I know in New York, and of, and I just checked in with you, but all across, you know, the country, yes. that's kind of yes. on the news and really just sad. And so, you know, I know more details are emerging every day about this young mm-hmm. man. He had mental health issues, you know, um, <clears throat> that went kind of untreated and really the proper documentation wasn't done. We have something called the SAFE Act. And that's mm-hmm. where when someone is going to seek counseling or help or whatever the case is, if they're in the system at all. Um, it's properly documented. So therefore, when they go to purchase a firearm, they're not allowed to. So that's if you have someone in treatment and they've talked about any kind of like racial issues or, you know, terrorist stuff, or even if they've just said, well, I I don't like Gleffy, I don't like Jews. Like that kind of stuff is supposed to be documented because what happens is it should be pulled up in a database. So when you're going to purchase a firearm, it's in the record that this person is in treatment and at one point in their treatment, they made comments about X, Y, Z. And it's not to say that you can never purchase a firearm if you have a history of mental health treatment and in mm-hmm. your safe therapy sessions, you talked about some racist stuff, but it is kind of like they should undergo a different kind of scrutiny. So it looks like that was overlooked and, you know, he got his hands on the, these firearms and, and killed a lot of people and it's really tragic. So obviously, you know, that's kind of dampened the weekend and our prayers definitely going out to those families and loved ones of, you know, the folks, the black folks, you know, who lost their lives. Yeah. Um, Yeah. This past week. So that, that was so shocking, shocking, but not shocking. Cause it's shocking, but not shocking. And then, and I know you you touched on it. He had mental issues, but I want to stress the people that racism is not a mental issue. Right. (laughs) Racism is a social conditioning. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, when people say, oh, you know, he was sick, he was, you know, racist, he was oh, sick. Oh, yeah, that and, no, 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 they don't, that doesn't go together. No. no, it's the picking up the gun piece and killing people. Because mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of people in their right mind who spew the same hatred. Yeah. And, and he's kind of reading those things and internalizing those things, and he's taking it that step further and acting mm-hmm. on it. That's the mm-hmm. part that is the mental illness but certainly not the mentality because i'm sure you know mm-hmm. i don't know what where his parents are with this mentality but usually that kind of behavior is learned behavior because that's how racism mm-hmm. continues you know what i mean yeah so, you know it's, but it's, i'm it's, glad it's you like, said that because yeah because you know it's it's usually like a little trickle here and then yes. something else makes it kind of blow up into something else yeah. where he was getting online whatever but i don't want people to see to think oh my god America is so America has always been like this right you guys it's this is nothing new and as you know we're talking about all these mass shootings you remember in Atlanta just a few months ago the yes. Asian spas yes. and stuff That's and right. the guy talking about he was quote unquote triggered by the Asian spas because of oh own sexual issues excuse, right? right right there's always some excuse and mm-hmm. you know it's it's been crazy whether it's black people asian people latino people yeah people who are other than the post light club whether it's people who are other and on the margins 
we're not protected here. Yeah. And so we just got to be careful. We got to be vigilant. I don't yes. know how much more we could be careful. Yeah. Because they already it's... have now drills in schools, which is just so mm-hmm. distressing to think about mm-hmm. it when my children tell me that they did a drill. But at the same time, it's a relief that they're practicing. And that wasn't even rooted in a racial mass shooting. I think that was from like the Sandy Hook. Was it the Sandy Mm -hmm. Hook thing? Yeah. 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 But I I appreciate that it's in the schools. But it's like, God, what kind of world or country do we live in? Because it's country. Mm -hmm. It's not across the world. But what kind of country do we live in that our babies have to practice and prepare for a mass shooting? So, yeah. Oh, man, oh, man. Oh, yeah, so that right. was kind of, yeah. I know, on, on our minds and hearts this week, mm-hmm. so I did want to just mm-hmm. talk about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but moving into messier territory, <laughs> we do have yeah. a couple of hot topics. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, comedian yeah. Michael Blackson recently did an interview with his wife, Rada, a podcast, mm-hmm. an Asian woman. I think they were featured on one of the um, marriage boot camp, whatever, so. He's married to an Asian woman? He's married to an Asian woman. They've been, or yeah. it's either his common law wife or his wife. I think it's his wife. Okay. They've been together okay. for a while. Um, okay. It was just, ugh, the interview was just so gross. It's a, it's a full <laughs> interview, but I saw a segment of it on the shade room. Mm-hmm. And basically, Rada, you know, she took the lead in the conversation and she was explaining to the interviewer that they allow each other one side piece a month. <gasps> yeah, it is. What? It is. <laughs> So oh, wow. the rule they've allowed okay. for themselves is that they allow one another one side piece a month. So, of mm. course, the, the interviewer is kind of like, okay, so, you know, what does that look like? And why, you know, many women might ask, you know, why do you agree with this? Like, why do you, do you think this is a good idea and why? So Rada, who just sounded so brainwashed, and maybe I'm just, maybe that's my own bias, but she was kind of like, well... <clears throat> She was, you know, like, I've been in many long-term relationships, and I understand firsthand that, you know, being with the same person for years, it can get boring. So she said, you know, sometimes you just want something different. The sex just gets boring, having sex with the same person over and over and over. Mm -hmm. So the interviewer was like, okay, so I, I hear you. So what does it mean? What does it look like? And so she said, you know... Basically, Michael Blackson is allowed to, you know, pick a woman to be with every month that he gets that pass. So Michael's over there giggling and just looking very smug or whatever. And so the interviewer said, okay, so I'm sure that you're allowed the same, you know, one side piece a month, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Rada said, yeah. And then my, it was quiet for a second. And Mike, my, and then Michael Blackson, I think he spoke up and said, well, yeah, she's allowed to have, you know, one woman a month. She can see with a woman a month. So the interviewer said, oh, she can't be with one man a month. It has to be a woman. And he laughed and he was like, yeah, you know. And the interviewer was like, well, why not? Why can't she choose man or woman? Mm-hmm. And Michael was like, well, we don't need another penis in this relationship. And basically, like, she, she's happy with her woman. We don't need another penis in this relationship. And oh, so the interviewer was kind of like, well, why do you get to pick a woman? And he was like, I mean, well, I need new, coo- new coochie every month. Ugh, it just, oh, oh God. God. It just Come was on. So disgusting. So basically, hope, she's allowed, I, yeah. I Michael hope Black's not something else. She's something mm. else from permitting it. Um, mm. It's like, if you all agree to have one side piece a month, we've talked on this podcast about polyamory. and just Which is fine. Which is fine and different marriages and what they look like. But just this just doesn't sit right with me. I'm sure some may say, well, it's the terms they agree to. This is their version of open or polyamory. Mm-hmm. Who's to judge if she's okay with that? But I just don't like that. What's good for the goose should be good for the gander. Like, it's just so annoying. So anyway... There's the full interview was on YouTube. If you're interested in learning more, 
you know how the comments in the shade room can get very spicy and they were very interesting. There were some good comments and questions. Tammy Roman, you know, who does the Bonnet Chronicles, she had some really interesting questions that she put in there. They weren't answered in there. Shade Room responded that all of the questions are answered in the full interview, which can be found on YouTube. But some of her questions were kind of like, okay, Rada, you know, he's allowed a different woman every month. Well, what are your rules? Is it, is it allowed to ever be the same woman, like a repeat woman? Or does it have to be a new woman every month? Because if it's a repeat woman, what's to stop him from developing kind of an attachment or feelings? And then does it mm -hmm. lead into like, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Something else. Is he seeing her outside of it? And is it, be, when does an affair, you know, become an affair? You know what I mean? Like there's, it's, it's different, a different woman every month versus the same woman. And now it's, so she, she had some really interesting questions. If you're interested in hearing kind of the parameters and how they do it, go ahead and check out the full interview. I will mm -hmm. not be checking mm -hmm. it out. Mm -hmm. maybe we'll, well, maybe we'll revisit that kind of topic here one day where do we draw the line between polyamory and open relationships and that kind of thing? Maybe that's what it is. Is that okay? I don't know. Robin, <laughs> is she really good with it? I don't know. What, what do you think? I think this is my thing. Like, is she really good with it? That's my question. Like you said, because so many women out here are bisexual for men. Yeah. And not really for themselves. Yeah. Like yeah. if she, if she truly is bisexual, so be it. She's bisexual. Yeah. She wants, she wants to be with a man or whatever. But if she is truly bisexual, she should have the option. And I don't know if she even cashes in on it. Yeah. Does right, she, right. Does she utilize her one pass per month? Because if she's bisexual and she enjoys it, fine. Is she forcing it just to say, well, he's using it, so I'm going to use mine? Is this what she really wants in general? Because I know Monique will swear up and down, comedian Monique, that she mm -hmm. wanted an open relationship. But I guess I always just wonder how much is it that you want it? How much is it that your mm -hmm. husband wants it? How much is it mm -hmm. of it is you feel like you have to do that? So I don't know. I just always have questions. I do believe mm -hmm. that both male and female or both partners in the relationship could equally want a polyamorous relationship. So I don't think that, I'm not saying it's always the man, but I always mm -hmm. kind of side eye it. And and Rada and Michael Blackson's situation really have me side eyeing it. So mm -mm. we'll keep we'll keep our eyes on that one. Yeah, but like yeah. I said, I won't be watching the full interview. Something about Michael Blackson has never rubbed me the right way. Anyway, so. I find him to be quite. This is the irony, the irony of being mm -hmm. a dark skinned man and being mm -hmm. so colorist. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes, so colorist, so fat phobic. You from Africa, brother? I mean, it's a lot well, of the fat phobic piece, there. especially exactly. I know. I, was, I mean, yeah. this, I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. the, you know, and I, I, I tend to find like we had a conversation kind of offline about that, mm -hmm. about you know how you know as browns, brown to dark skinned women you know darker men ain't checking for us like yeah, that yeah but you know like so that, piece isn't, that piece isn't so that, that that's piece consistent. isn't surprising but the fat phobia i'm like yeah Bruh, because i that... know in in africa and the continent they appreciate a fuller mm -hmm. figured woman and that's never changed mm -hmm. maybe he's just been here for so long he's internalized these western or whatever american he's hollywood movie. you know what yeah I mean? he's, he's hollywood, super man. hollywood and that's what yeah. that is yeah yeah because yeah. I know when he goes home, bringing home some stick thin woman, people are not looking at your woman like, oh, she's super fly. But he's Hollywood. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. In other news, so Nick Cannon and Jessica White, we talk about them, or we talk about him often, you know. <laughs> we love Nick, and we still shake our head and cluck our tongue because he's something else. Yeah. But Jessica White, you know, Nick Cannon just has must have this je ne sais quoi that we don't see. <laughs> he's a trend <laughs> guy, so I'm not going to say we don't see it. But Jessica White <laughs> is back with him. As we know, they did date at some point in the past. 
they're both older now. She's been expressing very openly on social media how she wants to have a baby. And suddenly they're back together. She's back in love with him. She's actually featured. She's the featured model on the cover of his next musical project. I didn't really know he still made music. You know, we know he had a music career. But it, it comes up in, you know, his... um. What's his little show, uh, While and Out? Well, I always tease him for it, his little brief music career. But he's back to making music. He has a, an, a project called Raw and B, R-A-W and the letter B, which I kind of thought was Oh, cute. my God. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if he's singing. <laughs> I don't know if he's rapping. I don't know if he does sing, but I don't know what it is. No, I think he Raw raps. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So he, it probably is a rap album. Um, so she's the featured uh, model on the cover of the album. Mm-hmm. That he, and he he teased that he has an announcement that he'll be sharing with us soon. Is it, I hope it ain't another like, baby. It oh, sounds Jesus. like a pregnancy announcement. That's what the interwebs are speculating. Oh, the question is, is it, is it Jessica? Jessica who's pregnant or is it Lanisha Cole? Now, Lanisha Cole is the model that he dated very recently. She's pregnant, but she hasn't revealed who the father is yet. So mm-hmm. is this announcement that they're both pregnant with his children? Is it Jessica or is it Lanisha? So we have to stay tuned to see what this announcement is. Stay tuned if you're excited about Raw and B coming out. And let's stay tuned to see where this relationship with Jessica and Nick go. Because sometimes an ex is an ex for a reason. But, you yeah. know, sometimes people go back and double dip. So it is what it is. Oh, mercy. Mm-hmm. It is Good mercy. Grief. <laughs> speaking, of, speaking, of, speaking of double dipping, I, I know you didn't put this on the on the uh, mm-hmm. schedule, but I got one for you, girl. <laughs> so Puffy um, and Young Miami. Oh, I don't know if y'all knew this, but Puffy and Young Miami uh, were dating. Yes, Young yes, Miami I remember that. Girl. Yeah, Young Miami I didn't really take girl. that relationship seriously after. Cassidy, I did not either. I didn't. But what's going on with them? So, 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 Puffy. First of all, y'all women out here still fighting over Puffy is sad. The man is fifty something. <laughs> he's what in the world? He's he does look great. He's, he's 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 giving us very much, you know, cool yeah. uncle. Oh, right, and he's point. and he. I think women like that he takes care of his children's mothers and he appears to just handle his money well. So I think that's yes. what's attractive to him. Yes. Yeah, to yes. younger women. He and he seems like when he's with a woman, he's very yeah. much like he's committed to it. Them. Now he's yeah. not gonna marry you in the end, but he's gonna oh, take no, no, good no. care he's of not gonna you. marry you. Right. Mm-hmm. He's gonna take good care of you. And if it doesn't work out, he's gonna take care of you like how them white men be taking care of their exes. Because <laughs> every guy does not right. take care of their exes. But right. I think Puffy might take care of his ex. And we know really he takes does. care of his children's mothers. But I think yeah. he, he he took care of Cassie, I think. Yeah, he yeah. didn't go out talking and stuff. But yeah, go ahead. So, yeah, so, yeah, you know, he and Cassie broke up because the rumor was that he was de- messing around cheating on her with some mm-hmm. some woman named Gina Huynh. I think it's Mercy. I think it's Huynh. I think it's, it's how you say her last name. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or it might be Hune. It might be Hune. I'm sorry, Hune. Okay. Um, but um, it's a it's a Asian last name. I mm-hmm. apologize. I believe she may be Vietnamese or Thai mm-hmm. um, of Thai descent. Um, but I apologize to my AAPI folks uh, for mm-hmm. not saying it correctly. But mm-hmm. apparently uh, my young Miami was having internet squabbles with this woman, Gina Huang. Oh, goodness. Um, over Puffy. 
talking about you raggedy, this, that, and the third, y'all. You know, you, you got my leftovers. I don't know why oh, you're gosh. trying to be See, with him. Doesn't you know, Jenny. What happens when you date Jenny girls, still Jenny. be? Hey, his girls ever act like this? They're classier <laughs> than that. I know he Jenny, doesn't like that. Right, Jenny. Jenny still want this, blah, blah blah. And then she's like, whatever, girl. Nobody wants you. And then she called the girls uh, carpet, carpet in her apartment, dirty and nappy. It was just a mess, oh, girl. No. I'm like they were going back and forth on Instagram, all these this beef. It's a young, it young girl, like, young girl behavior. Right. Yeah, yeah. It is young I think girl behavior. Jenny, Jenny, if you listen, I know you ain't listening, but please drop both of them. Yeah, this is somebody age appropriate. This is beneath you. And the younger you go, yeah, I know that these older guys like these young girls because it makes them feel young. Right. But Cassie was young at that time, but she was a Mm -hmm. class act. And you never saw Cassie getting involved in stuff. He usually, I guess, protects Mm -hmm. his women from the other. Yeah, this is messy. This is beneath you. Yeah, even though him and Cassie started out in a quite a shady way. It uh-huh. was it was still, you know, he still kind of kept it on the low. They they kept it in a very, very low key, yeah, you know, type of drama free thing. But yeah, okay, yeah. you know, they ended because apparently rumor was he was he was dating, dipping in and out with his Gina girl. Who yeah, apparently yeah. they say she's been around since, you know, bef- maybe a little even before Cassie. You know okay. what I'm saying? Okay. So she's been in and out, in and out, in and out. But her and young Miami going back and forth over Diddy. Puffy oh, brother yeah. love, whatever he calling himself. Yeah, week. yeah. <laughs> brother but love, I'm just right. like, y'all stand up, y'all, yeah. <laughs> y'all, yeah. y'all are young. Go yeah. find somebody else. Yeah, you know. Yeah, a Diddy, lot of guys Diddy. don't have Diddy money and Diddy. Uh, they really clout. don't in connections Diddy and can clout. Really put yeah. You on. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know, young Miami, she don't need that. She got her own career. You know what I'm saying? Sure I, don't know what, I don't know what this girl does, but you know, yeah. young She's Miami, gonna... you really can need to stand up. You got your own career. It's flourishing. Yeah. You make yeah. it hit. You're doing good. Yeah, she Just is. Just let it go. Mm-hmm. Let it go. But mm-hmm. anyway. But they don't but yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. On to other Good things. Job. So last week we talked about um, Jesse Williams mm-hmm. and his uh, nude leak that many of us was quite, quite impressed with. <laughs> um, but there's been an update from Jesse and he talks about his nude leak. Mm-hmm. And he said a few things. He says, you know, I'm not down about it. Our job is to go out every there every night, no matter what he's yeah. no matter what. And he says you can't really sweat it. We do need to keep advocating for ourselves. And it's wonderful to see a community push back and make clear what we stand for and what we don't. Because many okay. of the people in the community were standing up for him, saying yeah. it's a violation of the sanctity of theater, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And he kind yeah. of echoed that and said theater is a sacred space. Everybody doesn't understand that. Everybody yeah. doesn't necessarily respect or regard it in that way. And maybe they should or, you know, we like them to do that. So, you know, he's taking it all in stride, y'all. Yeah, he said, what a positive he says, response. Yeah, he says, you know, come and see the play for the play. Don't necessarily come see for his yeah. penis. Yeah. Although, mm-hmm. reports have it that the, the shit is sold out, y'all. Y'all ain't gonna be able to go see it. <laughs> It's sold out. My good, my good girlfriend up, oh, up there, she lives in Jersey, and she told me, girl, I tried to get tickets. It's, uh-uh. It's sold out. Now, it's was sold it out. sold out before the leak, or did that It happen? was hard to get tickets already, like, okay. but you can, get, you can get a matinee here and there, yeah. I think she said. Yeah. But now, because she kept looking at, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to go, I'm going to get a ticket eventually. Yeah. Then after this happened, it was just like, oh, it was a wrap, I can't huh? get anything. It was a wrap. You can't, you can't get Mercy. a ticket, so 
you know, God bless those who can go and see Jesse act. You know, and he was yeah. very wonderful. We hope that he wins a Tony for it because yeah. you know he deserves yeah. it. Yeah. But you know, don't just go for the penis. Go for the go for the message of the of the play. <laughs> okay, y'all. It, right. You know, but Jesse again is taking it all in stride. See, I appreciate and, that. And, yeah. and do keep your cameras at home. And yeah, because you know, I know there are other some um. They've now changed some. Uh, they've added some restrictions, like some kind yeah, of yeah. They've tightened up light. security. Yeah, yes, all kind of stuff. That. They, they, yeah. They've done it all. They have so to I don't think that the house. Yeah, that won't so, be happening again. But you know, that won't be happening again. So that's the one and only time y'all gonna see Jesse's uh, little Jesse. Well, it ain't yeah. little Jesse, but right, you know, <laughs> Jesse, <laughs> Jesse Senior. Unless you senior unless junior. you manage to snag. T- I said Senior on purpose, but. <laughs> Yes, Jesse Senior. Yes, oh yeah, yes. unless you you're one of the lucky ones to snag tickets. So. Yes, okay. but y'all enjoy enjoy yeah. Jesse for Jesse. Okay, not his body. Oh goodness! So I guess uh, that's it for hot topics. Y'all. Yes, that's it for hot topics, y'all. <laughs> we'll be right back. We're gonna take a quick break and come back with our topic this week, which is about men and mental health. We'll continue our series on mental health. And this is about, you know, convincing the men in your life, whether it's your father, brother, whomever else, to seek out mental mm-hmm. health and, and therapy. So you all stay tuned and we'll be back uh, right after this break. Hi, everyone. We're back. And again, like I said before the break, we're going to be talking about convincing the men in your life, whether it be your brother, your father, um, your partner, your husband, your son. Um, to go to therapy and in lieu of all the things that have been going on in the news and stuff like that I think it's really important that we continue our series on mental health for um, May and talk about convincing men in your life to go to therapy yeah and so um Yakini let's let's kind of dig into that and why would you think it's difficult for men to kind of go yeah therapy and want to seek therapy Right. I mean, I think it starts with, you know, therapy is obviously an acknowledgement that there's something going on in your life that you mm-hmm. need help dealing with it, that you have problems that have just become too big for you to manage and you need outside help. So I think mm-hmm. just already from the start, the way men are conditioned and brought up in spite of our best mm-hmm. efforts, because we as moms can do the best we, you know, we can try as hard as we can to make sure our, our sons are sensitive and and in touch with their emotions and all that, but they have to also compete with society and outside mm-hmm. factors that are telling them that, you know, men, you know, should be strong. Men shouldn't admit to needing help. You know, sometimes men don't even think it's safe to talk about their emotions. So it's like, if you can't even tap into your emotions and admit that you need help and admit that this problem is maybe bigger than you, mm-hmm. then getting to therapy is like way down the line. So I feel like a lot of times men are conditioned to be the problem solvers, even mm-hmm. in our relationships. You know how like we can oh, be yeah. going through something. And a lot of times we have to kind of shape our men to check in with us about how we're feeling, not immediately jumping to solutions and what right. can I do? Right. Okay, this is what we're going to do. Take charge. This one, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a fixer. Mm-hmm. I'm a Well, I don't need you to fix it. I can figure out the fix later. I just need you to check in with me and how I'm doing. So, you know, sometimes men don't mm-hmm. have that sensitivity or compassion. I feel like it's changing. It I know changing. we talked the other day about kind of maybe this is becoming passe because I feel like, what are they called today's, uh, the Zennial? No, not Zennials. Gen Z. Gen Z, yeah. Gen Z. And even us, Zennials with an X, I feel like mm-hmm. we men and women are seeking therapy and getting the help we need. But I feel Mm -hmm. like as you get a little older, there's still like this obstacle. And I think it just starts with men, you know, 
being able to convince our men that they need to seek help and that they need therapy because it's just so hard traditionally men are supposed to be tough and independent and unemotional and strong and that's Mm -hmm. not that's not compatible with the model of being vulnerable and going to therapy because it's about vulnerability really right right and I think you know like we talked about you know so much is wrapped up in this idea of toxic masculinity yeah and that men need to you know somehow be able to you know, have control over everything in their lives. And then when yes. you go to therapy, it's about surrendering control to somebody and that else. Hard. And that's, that's scary. scary. Mm, that's scary. Mm. Very scary to, yeah. to to men who are, you know, especially if they're, let's say somebody has a high power job or something like yes. that, yes. where they're very much in control and they make the decisions yes. and stuff for, for, their, for a group of people or themselves and blah, blah, Absolutely. blah. It's, it's so hard for them to, to feel surrend- weak. Yeah, to yeah. feel weak and surrender that control. And then when you add men of color mm. it's kind of like as people of color and this is men and women for so for so long we've had to be strong and we feel like we've endured slavery and Jim Crow mm-hmm. and, and now structuralized discrimination in the workplace so we are strong mm-hmm. people so what's it look like I'm going to therapy that's for right me. so right. there's still that piece mixed in there as well as like you described that need to feel strong and in control, especially if you're a CEO of a company and now you got to go to therapy, you know, because it's right. in some areas, but in others, mm-hmm. it's just not. Like if you live right. in New York City, it's a common, oh, I'm going to go talk to my therapist. Oh, I'm, I can't wait to see my therapist today. But again, that's younger people. But mm-hmm. I know in other parts of the world, it's not so, um, yeah, a guy who's so living, yeah, it. a guy who's living in like rural Georgia is not going to be like, right. well, I'm going to go to the therapist. Yeah. And there may not be access to therapy where yeah. he is, you know? Yeah. And, I know what became, yeah. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Mm-mm. Well, I was going to say, I feel like that's why that whole life coaching thing, be, I don't, not thing, I don't want to minimize it. I want, let me rephrase that. So I think life coaching became really big like a decade ago and it continues mm-hmm. to be because it was a way for people to get help and offer help but without the stigmatizing label of therapy or psychologist. So it was like this model of someone who I'm not even sure the background of a life coach. It could just be someone who really doesn't have any kind of background in mental health. Just someone mm-hmm. who maybe is like a very wise person. Like there are some very wild, like an Ianla Van Zandt. I don't know. What yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. amazing. Is her name AJ Johnson? Yeah. She's amazing. So I'm not minimizing life coaching. I'm just saying, I don't know what the criteria is. Anyone can do it. Some people mm-hmm. are probably really, really great at it based on their life experiences, their wisdom, and maybe their own therapy and others, maybe not so much, but mm-hmm. I just feel like it's a safer um, space for some people to yeah. seek help or consultation from that model versus going into therapy. And yeah. I know that like, for example, my own partner has gone through like a life coaching class that he swears is so great and amazing and it changed his life. And he tells me a little bit about it. And it sounds like they're mm-hmm. doing some therapeutic things in there. I'm not sure it borderlines between sounding like a cult and sounding like <laughs> extremely helpful and amazing. Oh, but yeah. between that yeah. and church, which he's really into, you know, church and stuff, he feels like he's mm. good and stuff like that. But he mm. goes through things. And mm. I don't see him really being willing to go to a psychologist or a therapist because I feel like for him, that feels different than saying I'm talking to the pastor or a men's group at church, which could be good. That could be therapeutic, but it's still like there's this difference when you say I'm going to a therapist or a psychologist and people kind of feel a little funnier admitting that. So I know you're going to go a little bit into that today. Oh yeah. 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 And then also I I know for a lot of men, particularly if they have a partner, whether they be gay, straight or otherwise, Mm -hmm. a lot of they, 
they say that your de facto therapist is your partner mm. and you know dumping on your partner mm-hmm. is not healthy either they have their own mm-hmm. thing they're going through they're not qualified a lot yeah. of times to help you go through yeah. this and we're not you know? objective all the time you know we can no. do our best but the beauty of going to a professional is that person is not there to judge you or to be subjective or really mm-hmm. to just weigh in they're just really there to help you kind of figure things out mm-hmm. and stuff like that mm-hmm. um and there's a large body of, of, of um, research that does show that men are just so underrepresented, you know, mm-hmm. in seeking mental health. It's just a fact. Women, we are going to see a therapist at much higher rates. And men mm-hmm. are. And men are experiencing depression and stressful life events at mm-hmm. the same right rate as us. They're just managing it differently. Sometimes they're self-medicating through whatever substance you know mm-hmm. sometimes the stress is just bottled up inside and that's then they go see, to the gym they go to the gym that's a healthier mm-hmm. version of it you know you mm-hmm. can't always sweat out depression though you know what i'm saying no you can't um and and then it leads to things like we talked about you know mr samuels and things like that premature mm-hmm. heart attacks mm-hmm. and things like that because you you had a lot of things that you didn't you didn't get out and stuff and that's an extreme example mm-hmm. but it's just to say that men aren't experiencing depression or anxiety or stress any less than we are they're just not as comfortable or uh, they're not they're more reluctant you know to get that help and stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and not so all we, men are the same so not yeah no together but no, we're talking no. today about those guys in our lives who aren't ready to take that next step yeah mm-hmm. so first of all the first thing is identifying why you think that person is a, a little reluctant to go to therapy yeah. so there are several things they say are barriers to people seeking professional care okay it's the cost of therapy it's the mm. fear of, losing, of people finding out maybe you'll lose your job yeah being away from your family particularly like if you have to go into like a treatment center yeah you know being away from your family uh, surrendering yeah. control like you said the stigma of, of mental yeah. health or substance abuse yeah. facing their fears we're having to worry about other obligations or taking care of obliga- obligation feeling like less of a man or having stature in the family absolutely and feeling like you're gonna get your res- the respect that you have lost yeah so those are some barriers so what as a partner it, again we are all inclusive here whether your partner you are gay straight by pan trans Mm-hmm. If your partner is male or or man, manly man, what am I trying to say? Male identifying. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, mm-hmm. it's about that because 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 again, masculinity takes shape in many types of ways. We're not That's just talking right. about biological men. We're talking Correct. about people who identify as men. Correct. So um, you know, how do you first? The first thing you need to do is validate their desire to seek help. Yeah. So. You know what the what the with this article we got from from a um a health um uh site said you know you need to validate their desire to seek help. Oftentimes, your partner is going to give you hints that they need help. Yeah. Um, yeah. they're going to seek. You know, they're going to be afraid to say it. They're yeah. going to like try to say little things here and there, start conversations. Yeah. You know, or you know they started and it kind of stalls or whatever. Yeah. You know, you need to validate their desire to seek help. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, you yeah. need to tell them, make hey, it feel safe when they're make saying it feel it. safe. So and normalize it, I think mm-hmm. the normalizing it piece is mm-hmm. what's really like 
mm-hmm. you know, so they're not feeling like they're strange or something's wrong with them or that they're and different not, or weak. Mm-hmm. Right. And we're not saying, you know, go out here stroking egos and stuff like that. We're just saying for you to say, hey, it's great that you're going to see help. Yeah. It's yeah. great and it's noble and it's a testament of who you are yeah. that you can say that you can go and and, and, yeah. and seek help. Yeah. So they give a few tips about how to get your man to go to therapy. And Yakina, I know as a professional, I want you to kind of weigh in on this. The first thing they say is to scope it out ahead of time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they say, do the necessary leg work so he won't have to. Now, yeah. I'm... I'm <laughs> I, I, I'm torn on this because I'm a woman that's like, look, make your own doctor's appointment. You yeah, I mean? yeah, sure. But at the same time, when it comes to stuff that is mental, um, things like that, especially if it's a treatment center they gotta yeah. go to or, or something like that, it may be in your best, you know, yeah. to go out there and, and, and look at it and see yeah. if this is something outpatient or residential or something like that. That they yeah. and get them prepared for any arguments or things like that that are questions they may have about Absolutely. getting the treatment or the or the therapist or whomever they might see. Yeah. Yeah, I'm all about empowering your partner to be able to put on his big boy pants and do things for himself. Um, mm-hmm. So maybe you're not the wife, not you specifically, but maybe you're not mm-hmm. the wife who makes the dentist appointments or schedules the this or that. Mm-hmm. I think though, when it, as you stated, when it comes to something that they're already ambivalent about or a little bit anxious about, you taking that first step and being a little proactive can right. make all the difference. So for example, my partner and I, I got the um, COVID vaccine before he did. And you know how we were as black people. We were really reluctant. <laughs> yes. So he was kind of on the fence. So I kind of yeah. did step in and say, you know what, babe, you want me to go ahead and find a place? Because also in New York, I don't know how it was in other states, but it was really hard in the beginning if you didn't have a pre-existing condition or you weren't a senior. Right. It was really mm-hmm. hard to get an appointment when it first it opened up to the general population. So it's already daunting if you're looking and it's hard to get an appointment. And he was already on the fence. So he gave up very easily and was like, oh, just wait. So I said, no, babe, let me, let me look into it I'm gonna get you an appointment blah 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 what's your schedule like let me book it for you and I did it and Mm -hmm. I just gave him the information he showed up and did it and he was glad afterward so I think that when it's something like this where your man is feeling a little bit unsure I like what you said about just kind of validating their desire to do it Mm -hmm. and then take because it is there is some research involved in finding a therapist it's not that easy it's not. Um, money is a factor. If you don't have good insurance or if you don't go to a provider that takes your insurance, you're mm-hmm. looking at upwards of $250, $300 per session. Mm-hmm. And it could be more. So mm-hmm. you definitely want to, like, for example, go through your insurance and call and get different recommendations and providers. Mm-hmm. And there is like a vetting process. So I would say that this might be one of those times where you kind of step up a little and and do some of that legwork for him. Now, mm-hmm. if he goes and he likes it and is helping he does need to be responsible to kind of book his own appointments in the future right. and things like that. Right. And you're not going to continue to be his mama slash wife and right. make the next appointment and talk to <laughs> right. the therapist. Oh, he can't make it next week because we traveling. He'll reschedule. <laughs> but if you tell yeah. him to take that first step, if he was already having any doubts or hesitation, it's like, boom, it's done. Mm-hmm. Babe, show up here. Here's the address and, mm-hmm. and that. So I think I like the idea of you kind of doing some legwork so that mm-hmm. he doesn't have to because if it feels yes. overwhelming at all it's easy to be like you know what forget it i'm not doing this i don't need this this yes yeah. yeah so yeah yeah, I yeah you're so that. right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the second one was talk about how therapy can help so you know convincing somebody to go to therapy is mostly about talking about how it can help like hey you're feeling depressed hey you you've had ptsd you have anxiety um you're struggling with the drugs you're struggling with the gambling whatever yeah talk to them about how it can help them yeah um, and, and tell them there are different 
type of therapy. There's not yeah. just going to be talk. You know, there's talk therapy. There's other types of therapy. They're, yeah. they're gonna we're gonna find a therapy yeah. mode that's gonna be right for you. Yeah. And you need to tell them that it's gonna serve their specific concerns and nothing else. You know, right. you know, assure them that you know this set of appointments. You know that when you set aside that those days and that time. It's going to really get you that help that you need. Yes, and you know it's it's really going to you know, you know maybe for a, a short number of sessions or long term, it's going right. to really help. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And I think, mm-hmm. like I said earlier, helping to normalize this process for your partner or your brother or your dad or whomever mm-hmm. goes a long way. Because I think a lot of men don't want to feel different. They don't want to feel weak. They don't want to feel whatever society says they're not supposed to feel. Um, so when you kind of normalize what they're going through, they're more willing to, I think, seek help for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for example, if they understand, you know, a lot of times people feel that depression isn't normal. So they're not willing to admit that they feel depressed. So they keep it quiet. They self-medicate with the drugs and the alcohol, et cetera. But, Mm -hmm. you know, you can talk with them about, well, you know, I know you've been going through a lot and it's really stressful at work. And a lot Mm -hmm. of people are going through that. And with the pandemic, Mm -hmm. you know, it might be helpful to talk to somebody about it. So kind of like when you take it away from like the words that maybe feel too fuzzy and soft to them, like, oh, if you're feeling a little down or you're having thoughts of this or anxious, you know, honey, you know how you've been going through a lot of work. So you've been losing your temper more at work. I think you should go Mm -hmm. to somebody about anger management or go Mm -hmm. talk about, because sometimes men respond better to like acknowledging that they may have problems with anger versus they feel depressed because that makes them feel weak so I guess Mm -hmm. I don't like to like play games and do trickery with our men but I guess Mm -hmm. you know your partner and if you feel like certain words trigger him and make him feel vulnerable and weak then focus more on like oh they'll help you with the anger management or they'll help you with the problem solving or they'll help you with these parenting skills or they'll help you talk about juggling work and 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 home because you know I've always said you don't spend enough time at home and you need to create a better mm-hmm. work balance mm-hmm. so maybe kind of talking their language more so they don't feel as vulnerable and then obviously yeah. once they're there a very experienced good therapist will get to the other stuff because underlying yes. anger issues is depression because anger is not a primary emotion right it's a secondary right. right so they're gonna get to the good stuff the important thing is getting your man there you know mm-hmm. getting that person mm-hmm. there and if we have to use language that is more comfortable for them. I say mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. It's more important yeah. to get them in the room, and yeah. the, the work will happen when they're in the room. Yeah, <laughs> and what you mm-hmm. say kind of leads to the next point about being supportive and sensitive mm-hmm. while showing care for their well-being. Is to be upfront and enthusiastic with your support, mm-hmm. and and some of that is you know offering to go with them on their yes. first appointments. Yeah, sitting in the waiting room. You know, let them know that help is normal and common. Yes. And like you said, when you're voicing your concerns say things like I'm worried about what's going on with you or yeah. I've noticed that when you drink more you get more mm. upset um mm. you know don't say you like you've been doing this you've been yeah. doing that or unless Since they get your, defensive yeah. about that I feel yeah, like if I yeah. told my ex-husband I noticed the drinking he would have clammed up but if that works <laughs> for your partner you know because yeah, if you're in yeah. denial about a problem then they, you know, like, yeah. like for example this seems very mundane but um when my husband was getting very anxious and things about work and stuff like that before mm-hmm. he, he went into teaching um he would you know he would stress eat right so mm-hmm. I, you know he's stress eat he's packing on these pounds you know he's always a big guy but mm-hmm. he started packing on way more weight and stuff like that and then there started to be other things going on with him and yeah I, said, you know, I noticed that you know when you're stressed out this you start to eat more you start to do this start to do that yeah. 
I said, you know, maybe you need to go to the doctor. Maybe you do that. And he finally took control. And he did that. And he's lost a tremendous amount of weight. Yeah. He took control yeah. of his health yeah. and stuff like that. And it's the way you say things. Like, it's, you know it I'm sounds saying? like you approach him like, I'm worried about you, baby. Mm-hmm. I care about you. Mm-hmm. And, I yeah, want you yeah. around. Yes, I want you around. Yes, yes, you know, I want right. you around for, for a long time. That's right. You know, that's for right. me and Tegan yeah, yeah. and your health. You know, I don't, you know, you know, I said, you know, I didn't. You know, I say, you know, black men. So, you know, we're not dying of cancer most of the time. It's heart disease and yeah. this and, and that. You yeah. know, so I try to talk like that, you yeah. know, versus you eat too much. Yes, yes, <laughs> you yes. gaining too much weight. That's you right. Know That's right. I, you know, instead of saying it like that, say, I'm, I'm concerned. Yeah. I'm noticing. You know, yeah. put yourself, you yeah. know, kind of in the in the place yeah. versus, you know, trying to dog on them and rag Absolutely. on them about what they're doing. That genuine yeah. support and empathy, I think, goes a long way because mm-hmm. people can tell when it's just really from the heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I really um, like mm-hmm. Yeah. And so the next thing they say is propose attending therapy as an experiment. So let's say the person is, you know, reluctant to go to mm-hmm. therapy. Let's say, let's just try it. Let's just see how it's going to be, yes. you know. No you know, commitment. No commitment, you know, yeah. We're you know, interviewing to, them. Right, mm-hmm. you know, we're interviewing them. And they to say, you, you know, have a, or not. Mm-hmm. right. They have a list of three or four therapists that may be local and highly recommended. Um, and then say, you'll call and make the appointment, you know, if they say yes to a first session. And particularly for men of color, black men, LGBT men, mm-hmm. QIA men, things like that. You want a therapist that knows those issues. Yeah, that, that, absolutely. That may be in that community. I know for me, speaking personally as as a person that has gone to therapy several times mm-hmm. in my life, um, it was important for me to have a black woman. So you have to go explain and background right. and all this. Yeah, so I don't have to explain, you know, stuff, you know. Yeah. You know, the last time I went to therapy was because I had severe postpartum depression. Yeah. yeah. And so I went to a black woman, you mm-hmm. know, who understood the pressures of me working and, yes. and doing this and doing that and yes. being a black woman and stressed yes. out at work and having people say snide things about me and yeah. all this stuff and, and trying to be a mom and all that you know and and the triggers of you know having a preemie and all this stuff she yeah. understood all of that so mm-hmm. it's best to mm-hmm. try and find and have a list of three or four therapists yeah. who not only are highly recommended but are culturally and competent for yeah. what you that person is in, yeah. you know, in your life yeah, you know, yeah. and I like—I really like because that's so important to therapists. I love the idea of lining up a few appointments, and maybe they're telephone sessions or maybe they're in-person first sessions. But just the whole model of like letting your man know he's in control of this process because you know mm-hmm. men like to feel like they're not out of control. So, and, and the the reality is that you are supposed to go to talk to and interview a few therapists and have those first sessions and be very transparent with the therapist. I'm seeing mm-hmm. that this is the right fit for me. And mm-hmm. then him making that decision and saying, I felt like I really jived the best with so-and-so who we saw mm-hmm. on Tuesday. Cause I mm-hmm. feel like when people feel in control of the process, it feels a little less scary, a little less like their life is being, is out of control and being dictated and just, you know, and then ultimately he ends up with someone who he feels comfortable talking to, whether mm-hmm. it's a man, a man of color or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so letting him know that this is your decision, honey, and you are in mm-hmm. control and I'm going to just yeah. help you make these appointments. But this is for you to decide what is the right fit for you. And I yeah. think that makes people feel empowered and it makes the the whole process a little bit less, I guess, overwhelming and frightening. Yeah, and daunting. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. lastly, as a person who is still trying to support somebody, 
get help for yourself. Mm-hmm. So let's say your your partner is going your your partner is going through something that's like way beyond just you know seasonal depression or, yeah. or situational depression. Yeah. Let's say they have a serious mental disorder or mm-hmm. substance abuse or something that's serious that requires mm-hmm. maybe medication mm-hmm. or intervention or something like that. You may need to go to therapy yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You may need to go and get help, get a support group. Mm-hmm. You know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. As as they get help, you get help too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In conjunction with 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 what they're doing, yeah. you get help too. Because if it's particularly particularly, and that if might validate your crazy. partner also that you're not mm-hmm. just saying he's he needs help. We all need help, and I say that to people mm-hmm. all the time. You know, mm-hmm. like sometimes my boyfriend likes to accuse me of trying to be a psychologist, and I. I I do my best not to do that in any relationship because I know right. people are sensitive to it. They assume I'm going to do right. that. But I'm mm-hmm. always quick to say, listen, I'm also a work in progress and I'm not perfect and I need my mm-hmm. own help. That's what we all do. So for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I like the idea of kind of getting either offering to sit in on some sessions or mm-hmm. you yourself kind of being involved and in getting help too. So let him know yes. like we both, we both have things we need to be working on and stuff. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And finally, you know, at the end of the day, somebody has to want to get help. Oh, yes. Um, if they don't want to get help and it's really serious or they don't want to admit it, you cannot drag them to therapy. Yeah, yeah. You cannot do that. Um, speaking from personal experience, I have a family member who is struggling mentally and they have tried several times to get her to go to therapy. Yeah. Um, they've literally taken her to the place trying to get her out the car People have seen them struggling, trying to get her out of that car, calling the police, thinking yeah. something was wrong. Which yeah. they're, they're, yeah. they're saying, no, we're trying to get her to go see the therapist. Yeah. They're like, well, the police will be like, look, you can't make her go. Yeah. You cannot make somebody go. It's um, that whole, and, you can lead a horse to water. You know yes, what I'm saying? Yes, absolutely. You, if you drag them into the physical space, you know, like an mm-hmm. adolescent, if they mm-hmm. don't want to talk and open up, they'll sit there and they'll just they will sit wasted. there. They will sit there. I think, I don't know if you all have HBO, but I think one of the best shows about therapy ever has been In Treatment. Oh, and goodness. that was that, so good. So good. And then last season was with Uzo Aduba from um, Orange is the New Black. And the way she touched on so many cultural things, so many things as a woman, mm-hmm. um, you know, things that a black, a black guy was going through and stuff like that beautifully done beautifully. Mm. I think she was nominated I think she was nominated for an Emmy for it um it was it was amazing I think that that can kind of give you some insight um into how therapy works it's mm-hmm. not perfect and it also shows you that the therapist is human too um and they have their own yeah. things that they're going through as well because I think Uzo was an alcoholic and so she was struggling with alcoholism and um her own place you know as mm-hmm. you know a person who's trying to have a relationship blah, blah, mm-hmm, blah. Mm-hmm. so you know it, it, that's a great show if you want to before you even do this and you want to see kind of what therapy the is process. like mm-hmm. the process mm-hmm. not saying it's, it, that's what therapy is but it's similar to what that is you know I would say this I didn't see show. the Orange is the New Black piece you're talking about but in treatment I would say is very consistent with real mm-hmm. therapy because I remember mm-hmm. when that show was out everybody in my doctorate program was watching it and <laughs> yes, just tuned yes. in hanging on to every episode yeah, you have and to we would use it sometimes in class. Professors would use it as teaching models mm-hmm. and stuff. So that's yeah. a good show. Yeah, yeah, it's a great show. And the, mm-hmm. like I said, the the version 
uh, with Uzo Aduba was excellent. She was she was great. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's why you know if it's some they have to want to get help. Sometimes you may have to get and have an intervention. Maybe you have to have an experienced counselor come and talk to them. You know, if it's really really serious, like something seriously yeah. detrimental that you have to get an intervention for, then mm-hmm. you know that you know that's it. But they so have like to the want to get help. Yes, like the show is a mm-hmm. which is can be kind of crazy, but um, yeah, you, they really have to want to get help. But yeah, those That's are just good. some things that we kind of want to touch on about, um, you know, the men in your life, you know, and trying to encourage them to go seek therapy and seek yeah. help. Anything else, Yakini, you want to add to the conversation? Before Not we, too much. We I think we covered it all. I just want to just highlight that the rates of suicide among Black men is increasing, and mm-hmm. so. I think that's part of why this conversation is so important to have mm-hmm. because, you know, there's so many things already out there to take us out as a people. Mm-hmm. We don't need mental health and our mental health not being addressed should be one more, you know, factor. So, yeah, you know, absolutely. I love we're yeah. talking about this for mental health awareness. Month. Yeah, yeah. I know we, we always bring in health and mental health throughout the year mm-hmm. but I think mm-hmm. it's important for this month of May that we continue to highlight so I appreciate yeah, this topic today yeah yeah absolutely no. yeah mm-hmm. all right you all we're gonna take a quick break and come back with watching romance and reading romance so you all stay tuned and we'll be right back <laughs> All right, you all, we are back. And so in watching romance, we got some big news, some big Bridgerton news. <laughs> um, season three, they confirmed, is going to be about Colin and Penelope. Y'all know I don't see it for Penelope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like her. She's not one of our favorites. And she's not one of our favorites. Her book is actually I started last. liking her. I thought she yeah. was cute, the little underdog. Yeah. You know? yeah. And then yeah. some of her actions in season one were off-putting, I think. Yeah, her book is actually supposed to be the last book, I think, in the series. But I don't know why they're pushing it up. I don't know. I was hoping that they would do Eleanor, but I guess I don't know. Maybe they'll do it in conjunction with each other. I don't know. But anyway. I hope they get to Eleanor. I hope they do do it. I hope they get to Eleanor, and I wanted them to get to the the other um, one, the the guy that's the artist, Benedict, the artist. Yes, yes, yes. Um, But, you know, they got eight other kids or whatever. (laughs) So I guess they'll get to them eventually. I don't see them going through all the books, but um, hopefully they'll touch on on Colin and and, and, well, at least Eleanor and, and her finding someone that'll actually meet her right know, match her wits or whatever but yes yeah exactly. season three is gonna be colin and penelope and um if you've read the books you know this is no spoiler because if you read the books you read the books but you know eventually he finds out that she's later whistled in it, it, it causes a strain in their friendship slash relationship blah blah blah, mm-hmm. blah so we'll see how this plays out you know it's not gonna be yeah. big you know whatever but we'll see how it plays out yeah should be interesting should be interesting <laughs> but we have uh, a little ways to go i think right because they, yeah, they we wait a, a whole year it's not yeah. like yeah. it does like it's 2023 2024 oh, by the time we get get, get oh, another Lord. one yeah well at least we'll yeah. have a gilded age or something in between oh yeah yeah we're gonna have some good stuff in between yeah. yeah matter of fact um let me jump to the next one so if you love down abbey which i do um, Down to Abbey's new movie. It comes out on the 30th. 
Um, and I'm so excited because I am a huge Down Abbey fan. Believe it or not, me, my mother-in-law, and my sister-in-law's mother-in-law, if, that, if you <laughs> understand that, we all go out and watch uh, Down Abbey together. So we're going to make a big date and go out and watch oh, Down, I love Down that. Abbey because we're just such huge fans. Uh, my sister-in-law is not into it, but anyway, um, she could be, but she's not. Um, so it's going to be good. It's going to be about um, kind of them, kind of, I think, closing and wrapping up Down Abbey for good. Um, and talking about, you know, I think a movie is going to be shot at Down Abbey. So it's about, you know, a silent movie being shot there and all this stuff and all the things that happen with the, you know, the servants and the and the mm-hmm. folks and all that. So I, I hope it's good. I think I, they've hinted that the Dowager is going to die. But I hope I, I I would cry if that happens. I, I I want Maggie Smith. Y'all know she's eighty six years old, but I want her to live forever. But yeah, um, yeah, that's gonna be really good. So I'm really excited mm-hmm. to see that. Um, this is us. Um, the next to last episode comes on tonight after this podcast. I'm getting getting off it and going to watch it. Oh I'm probably going goodness. to cry my eyes out. I'm that's not all ready. I hear people talking about online. I am too, not right ready now. for it to end. It's mm-hmm. been so beautifully done. And yeah. to be quite, I mean, I know the stories will be about the whole Pearson family, blah blah. blah. Uh, uh-uh. uh, this story is about Randall, and Randall is uh, <laughs> Randall is the uh, uh, Sterling K. Brown. Um, I know if y'all remember him from Black Panther, he was Killmonger's dad. Um, but you know, he he his acting is so damn phenomenal, and is in this show that I'm just gonna really miss him. I know he's gone to bigger and better projects and stuff. And I've seen him in other yeah. things, but. It's gonna, we're going to really miss him on, on screen just giving the performance of his life every week. Every week oh. this man was giving it to us. But anyway, um, you know, I wish the cast the best. I know I'm going to cry yeah. ball, ball, ball this episode and the next one. So it's going to be really good. Um, Netflix has a cute little movie coming out called The Perfect Pairing. Mm. Um, it's about a girl who, I think she inherits a vineyard somewhere. Um, and then she has somebody there trying to help her, you know, get the wine together and blah 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 so it looks super cute you know y'all know we love a good little rom-com over at netflix <laughs> only thing my gripe with netflix is y'all there are black rom-coms y'all could do there are asian rom-coms y'all could do um oh, speaking, of, speaking of speaking of hispanic rom-com um peacock is going to have the new version of father of the bride with Andy Garcia and Gloria okay. Estefan. So that's going to be good. So okay. um, that comes out in a couple weeks. Um, I think I think over Memorial Day weekend should come out. Um, so that'll be something cute to watch as well. That does sound um, cute. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, y'all know I'm a Queen Latifah fan, um, but she has a movie coming out with Adam Sandler where she plays Adam Sandler's wife, actually. That's an um, interesting pairing. Yeah, very interesting right? pairing. I, I am very interested in seeing how this goes. It looks like yeah. a drama. Okay. Um, but it's called The Hustle. It's produced by LeBron James. It's about a recruiter, a basketball recruiter, who finds a phenom over in Spain. And he feels like the phenom is going to kind of save and resurrect his career as a, as a basketball scout. Mm-hmm. And Quinn plays his wife. And okay. um, they have a daughter that they, you know, he's been missing out on her life, you know, mm-hmm. trying to chase the next big, you know, the next Jordan, the next, you know, LeBron right, or whatever. Right. Okay. So it looks really good. And I, I'm very interested to see how, how, yeah, I'm very, yeah, I'm very interested to see how Queen Latifah and 
and and um, Adam Sandler play off each other. But Adam Sandler is an excellent um, drama, dramatic um, yeah. actor. And she she does a good rom com. So and she does a good rom com. Yeah, this isn't a rom com. This is more of a drama. Oh, is it? Similar- yeah, it's a drama. So okay. It's kind of, it's I guess when I heard Adam Sandler, who's a comedian, yeah, I just no, no, okay. he's, he's doing a it's series. It's a drama, oh, so okay. it's, it's about basketball and and, nice. and basketball scouts and their lives and stuff. So I think it's gonna be real good. Okay. Yeah, and you so you've been watching Love and Marriage DC. Yeah, so I started DC. Um, I don't know how many episodes in they are. I think only about two or three. I'm on, I only finished one, but it was really cute. It was mm. not, not so much that the trailer was attractive to, attractive to me. You know, I didn't mm-hmm. watch Love and Marriage. I think Huntsville it's called. Huntsville, yeah. You know, I knew Monique Samuels from Real Housewives of Potomac. She ended, mm-hmm. you know, not really in a good place there, but I was just more attracted to the fact that it's taped in D.C. So I'm from Maryland, D.C. Mm-hmm. And so for me, you know, living in New York for this past whew, couple decades, it's just really refreshing to see my old hometown featured in a reality show. You know how that is. And oh, my so God. You've been in New York people. for 20 years? Girl, yeah. Because remember, I moved here for grad school in 2001. Oh, yeah. we, oh, that's, that's around right. the time oh, that we met. Yeah. And I always thought I was going back home, child. My plan was always to go back home. And then I messed mm-hmm. around and met Derek and we had family and <laughs> <laughs> never looked back and now my life is out here I work for the state so I, I always thought I was going to be moving back home so yeah. I definitely miss the DMV so mm-hmm. it's really refreshing just even hearing the accents and mm-hmm. just the, the personalities the reality personalities on the show are people I'm familiar with not just Monique Samuels I only knew her okay. from Housewives of Potomac but okay. there's a woman named Ashley Silva whose husband is this DJ Quicksilver who you know we all knew Ashley and DJ Quicksilver bro. so yeah it's just like it's really okay. cool and nostalgic so and of course it's okay. a good show it's, it's okay. a cute old shows it's a high quality show mm-hmm. you know about people you know doing well affluent black couples mm-hmm. married couples mm-hmm. in, in uh, DC and kind of real life struggles and triumphs and things like that Mm. so the first episode was cute um and i'm looking forward to see what else the season brings it airs on oh Oh, yeah Mm. yeah i hope it don't get as messy as huntsville because child woo child (laughs) watching huntsville because it looks messy and delicious but i never got into it i don't have time cheating on the wife and it had an outside baby and all this other stuff girl miss well yeah it's only episode one so i it might get messy but monique is she really is wanting to kind of change her image after the way things ended on there so Mm -hmm. i don't know if she is gonna get into the messy stuff but some of the other okay. characters seem like, you know how people have this thing with reality TV. They got to bring it that first season to get picked up next time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. They might bring it. But so mm-hmm. far, I'm enjoying it and stuff. Did you start Real Housewives of Atlanta this season? This year? I did. This it's been okay. It's I heard it was boring. You know... You know, I miss Portia. I miss yeah. a lot of people used to hate on Cynthia and say mm-hmm. that she didn't bring much, but I always found her to be very funny and classy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's okay. We're only mm-hmm. into episode three, so it's still early. Kenya's exciting. Marlo's exciting. Candy is candy. Mm-hmm. Drew is just hard to watch her and her toxic yeah. husband. Yeah. You know, so it's okay. I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna stick with it, you know. <laughs> I'm going to stick beside it. <laughs> It, it is a little slower. <gasps> Obviously, Nini's not there. I don't particularly yeah. miss her. She yeah. just she did so much and said so yeah. much. Yeah. But yeah, but, so we'll, we'll see speak, how the season plays out. Yeah, but speaking of Real Housewives, our girl uh, Portia going to have her a little cameo over on Real Housewives of Dubai. 
So, um, um, what's it called? Not Portia, but what's the other one? I mean, not Portia, Phaedra, excuse right, me. Right, don't right. Have a, oh my God, I laughed so hard when you sent me that. That's girl. What is she doing her hair messed up on this thing? <laughs> I don't girl. know. But if Phaedra can do one thing, she going to sniff out a reality show cameo. Listen, she's going to do she gonna that. She's going to get her little check. Yeah, I know what I'm saying. So, I don't think she's trying to live in Dubai. I think she's over there visiting or kicking okay. with some folks or whatever. Yeah. But, you know, they going to have money, money, honey. So, I'm I'm, I'm curious to see how, yeah. how it plays out. I, I might watch the first episode. I'm definitely going to watch it. When does that happen? Yeah, Do we know? I think June, okay. June 3rd. I think yeah. June 3rd. Okay, so, so there's definitely some up. women of color featured on there. So I'm in, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. In. A lot of you know some some oil barons, wives, and yeah. things like that. You know, money, like money, <laughs> mm-hmm. like a lot of money, yeah, um, and stuff like that. But you know, the, Dubai is is very interesting. It's like it's like a little secular place in the middle of a very conservative. It's so strange. Like, I, 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 one of my really good girlfriends who's a writer. Oh, is Dubai I, secular? Because I always feel like when people travel there, there's so many rules they have. There to, are a lot of rules, but it's a way of... But compared a, to the compared, other... That's what I'm saying, saying compared to a lot of the other places. Gotcha. It's a lot more secular. You know, you can gotcha. get alcohol at the bars and right. stuff like that but at certain times. I was looking times. at the women like, this doesn't seem as conservative. It's not like they right. were... It wasn't... They were, weren't wearing stuff with cleavage porn on and all this. They were dressed beautifully and opulently, but conservatively. But they were, mm-hmm. like you said, drinks were flowing and it was looking very westernized. I was like, oh, it's very westernized. This is how they get down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I would love to go, but um, it's, it's just, I, I'm very interested to see how that plays out. That's, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's very much giving me sort of the same feel of, like, you know, I, I watch Bling Empire. Yes. And it's, it's giving me the same kind of opulence that yeah. they have. Like the, yeah. like the money is nothing. Nothing to these people. Nothing. You know, it's like water, you yeah. know. Yeah. So you know, I'm 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 just very very curious about this. I'm gonna watch the first episode. See, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. watch that too. Yeah, looking forward to it. Did you ever figure out where to watch uh, the Legos? No, no, not yet, not yet. Okay, but I haven't okay. really researched it properly yet. But I'm gonna figure okay. that one out. Okay, if we if that. we gotta if we gotta bootleg it somehow, yeah. you know what? You, you know yeah, what? It that's gonna be, get watched. It might be on um, it, you might have to watch it on. Some people sneak stuff on YouTube, so I was gonna say know. usually you can get it on YouTube. Yeah, even if you have yeah. to pay for it. Yeah, so I'm yeah, so you may curious. you may have to you may have to be able you may you know yeah. As a matter of fact, I'm looking at it now, girl. They got episode full episodes of what. Yeah, so are you some serious? People, some people don't snuck, snuck up the full episode. They got they up to episode six. <laughs> I better watch. So, girl, go on, over there, mm-hmm. <laughs> go on over there and watch. Go on over there and watch. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, you guys, to so wrap up the podcast and reading romance, I haven't been reading a whole lot. I've mm-hmm. been doing a lot of writing, like I said, but I did was able Good to read you. a little. Yeah, I've been doing a, a lot of writing. Whew, a lot of writing. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, read it. I read a little quick novella for one of my favorites, Denise Williams. She did How to Fail at Flirting. Um, she did The Fastest Way to Fall. Um, some of my favorite books that have been out. I love her the way she writes. Um, but she does have a little novella series out about like love in an airport, basically. Um, and this one was called The Love Connection. It's about an airport dog grooming named Ollie who meets her frequent flyer crush named Benny, who also happens to be a romance writer by night and sort of like you know mm-hmm. you know they they see each other all the time he's constantly flying she sees him in the airport and you know they they kind of strike up something you know so it's, it's cute, cute. It's, it's, it's a lot tamer than what she writes before the spice okay. level is not as, as high but it's, it's still very very cute yeah you know? 
again, it's interracial. She, Denise Williams writes a lot mm-hmm. of interracial mm-hmm. uh, romance. So I think this is an interracial one too. So okay. I hope you all enjoy that one. But yeah, I don't have anything in listing romance um, this week. So Okay, neither yeah. do I. Yeah, I don't have anything, but I did watch the Billboard Awards. Um, <laughs> I got to watch that. I think I have it DVR'd. Cause, um, I did yeah. watch it. Um, the performances were nice. Megan Thee Stallion was giving body. I mean, looking looking good. Yeah, she um, always gives a good performance. JT from City Girls had a little, a little a faux pas accident. Her cootie cat was showing on, <laughs> on, on TV. Yeah, girl. It was oh, it was. Gosh. Ooh, it, yeah, she didn't know that it was out like that, but with her dress. Oh, no. um, there were some pretty good performances. Again, Puffy uh, hosted. And, um, oh, Diddy. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, Diddy hosted. And, you know, I'm a little... I don't know how I feel about him having Travis Scott perform as well yeah. as Morgan. Morgan Is this Wallen. his first performance after everything? And after, after the Astral World stuff. Oh, so this um, is good. Okay, this is how Yeah. Okay. And then um, he had Morgan Wallen perform, who was this country singer who who was saying the N-word mad hard and stuff. On, on, Ooh, got caught on tape. And then Puffy was all like, you know, I'm uncanceling people, you know. Ain't no more cancel cook. Oh, shut the mm. heck up. <laughs> we cancel you, brother love. <laughs> brother okay. love. But anyway, he did to scoop around his own front door, as, right. as we all say. But yeah, it was a very, it was very interesting. Um, there's some controversy with Doja Cat okay. winning a lot of uh, R and B. Oh my uh, god, I don't like that. I don't, I don't like understand. That. That She's not upsetting. an R and B singer because um, I love you know? Doja Cat, and I think I love Doja Cat too. <laughs> yeah, I think know? everyone commenting on it loves her. This is not to take away from her art, not to take but away how from dare her. you all put her in a category called R and B, and she can clean it clean it up like that? It's so insulting to the category of R and B. It really and is, it's, and it's it's insulting to the girls who are singing down. You know what I'm saying? Really singing. You got some mm-hmm. You got Jasmine Sullivan. You My got other goodness. people in that category, and we love good. them. Summer Walker yeah. is really un, un, uh, appreciated, man. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, I yeah. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, controversies aside, I thought it was a decent show. So if you all can watch it on your DVRs, or mm-hmm. I think you can still pull it up. Um, you know, check it out. It was it was pretty decent. And Puffy did a pretty good job of hosting. So okay. And, oh, oh, Janet and Mary. Show, that was so. the highlight of the of the show. Janet and Mary. So okay. um, Janet Jackson presenting Mary yeah. J. Blige with an Icon Award. So that was cool. But anyway, you guys, that's it for the podcast. We hope you have an amazing week, an yes. awesome weekend. You know, encourage the men in your life to seek some mental health care and, mm-hmm. and, and therapy and all that good stuff. And take care of yourself. As yes. Well. yes. 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 Absolutely. All right, you guys. Have a good one. Bye, guys. Have a safe week. Bye.